welcome to the Everyday Neuro podcast series. I'm your host, Dr. Janine Cooper, and I'm aiming to provide you with knowledge and inspiration into understanding the fascinating world of the human brain. Whether you already have some experience or this is the start of your journey, then the Everyday Neuro podcast series has something to offer you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 15 to 20 minutes discovering all about the human brain. Today I'm going to be talking about the effect that aging has on the cognitive domain of memory and I'm going to be joined by the psychologist Hannah Miller. She's going to be chatting with me about her recent research study that's investigating how there is a relationship between older adults perceived or subjective memory complaints and their level of anxiety. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In episode two of the Everyday Neuro podcast series, I talked about the changes that occur as we get older. And one of the areas we do notice quite a change is in our memory abilities. In our everyday lives, we're quite used to having lapses in memory. But as we get older, we can become more concerned about the changes that are occurring in our episodic or event memory. The research has shown, though, that these subjective memory complaints are actually very unlikely to be anything more than typical aging. But of course, this can create a little bit of anxiety for the individual. And it's this relationship that has been explored by Hannah Miller, a research psychologist who has just completed a study at the Australian College of Applied Psychology. A very warm welcome to you, Hannah, and thank you for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me here. Um, it's great to be able to talk about Mona's project and, and what I found. So thank you. So Hani, can you tell us why you were so passionate about doing this particular type of research? So at the time um, I began Honours and was looking at what project I wanted to undertake, I'd been working within the aged care sector for about two years. And a common theme that I found within my role um, was needing to support clients with not only memory difficulties, but clients who had 
worry and fear about the possibility of memory difficulties in the future and what that would mean for their independence. So that was where sort of my interest began uh, and within psychology as a whole, supporting the ageing population is a, is a major challenge that we face and so I thought that it had importance and for me it had real, real meaning within my work and my personal interests. Absolutely, because your research is really just helping us to get that little bit more information about what we can be doing to improve our well-being as we get older. It also focuses on emotional intelligence. Can you tell us what that is, please? So when it was first introduced, um, it was described sort of as a subset or a component of what they called social intelligence. And broadly, they, they've said it was the ability to perceive and understand emotion and to use this knowledge and these skills to facilitate thought um, and to motivate behaviour. The broad abilities that they divided emotional intelligence into were perceiving emotion, using or expressing emotion, understanding emotion, and then managing emotions. Um, and that was in both in oneself and in others. Okay, so thank you. I mean, it, it sounds like we all, therefore, will vary on uh, our level of emotional intelligence. What measure did you use to be able to record this in older adults that you um, involved in the study? So the questionnaire that I used was a measure of what they call trait emotional intelligence. And the literature on emotional intelligence differentiates between ability emotional intelligence and trait emotional intelligence. Uh, so the, the model that I used was a trait emotional intelligence questionnaire. And the questionnaire essentially asked participants to rate themselves on a scale um, from one to seven, so from completely disagree to completely agree. And it asked participants to rate the extent to which they agreed with um, things like, I'm usually able to influence the way other people feel. And then from, from those answers, I got an overall score for emotional intelligence, as well as four scores, which were subsets, if you like, of the trait emotional intelligence. Okay, so this um, measure, I'm going to put this in the show notes, Hannah. So it's called... So the, the measure that I used was the Trait Emotional Intelligence Questionnaire, or the TEIQUE, and it's by Petrinas and Furnham. Based on your experiences in the aged care sector and also obviously from the research um, that you've read, what were your main hypotheses for the study? Based on the literature, there wouldn't be a significant association between how participants felt about their memory and their actual performance on memory tasks. And that proved to be true in, in my results. The second thing was both, I guess, intuitively from what my experience is working with adults, as well as the literature, was that there would be an association between um, how participants felt about their memory and their anxiety. So the more memory complaints participants had, it was predicted that they were going to have greater level, levels of anxiety, which they did. And so this is their own perception of memory problems then, Hannah. You're sort of saying that it might be that an older adult feels that they're not able to remember some activities that they may be doing later in the day or their memory has maybe not been as accurate as they think it has been in the past. Is that the kind of memory complaint that we're talking about? Yes, exactly. And the memory, I used three measures of memory complaints and they measured a range of of concerns and perceptions that participants had 
um, and they varied. So some were about feelings towards memories and whether they had positive um, views about their, their skills, their memory skills. Others were more practical and concrete about rating how often they made mistakes, such as losing their keys, and then others just asked them to to basically give an indication of, of where they thought their memory was in relation to, to other people their age and to younger people. So, yeah, the, the subjective memory complaints tried to capture a range of concerns that participants may have had about their memory, both currently as well as how they felt about the future. And they're very sort of typical things as well, Hannah, which is what I really like about your research. It's very applicable to everyday people living their lives rather than some strange lab-based memory measure. This is all about things that really do happen in everyday life. And it's it's great to see that in, in the research that you've done. So what were your main findings? I guess the first one, um, and that was important from a research perspective, was that there was no relationship at all between how participants performed on a uh, objective measure um, of memory. So that's a, a task they had to complete, which sort of gave me a rough indication of their memory. There was no relationship between that and how they themselves rated their memories or felt about their memory. So that, that was interesting and also supported what was already out there. The other thing was that there was a strong relationship relationship between memory complaints. So the, sort of the worse, I guess, um, the participants felt about their memory, the more anxiety, the level of anxiety. So those were the two kind of um, key findings that I then built some of my other findings off, if you like. So older adults, when they do feel and perceive their memories as not being as good as they used to be, then obviously that's creating quite a high level of anxiety in everyday life. That, that's a big thing to find, isn't it, that we need to maybe try and reduce that anxiety. What did you find in terms of emotional intelligence? How did that interact in this study that you've done? The main finding was that uh, greater levels of emotional intelligence predicted lower levels of anxiety. And out of the four components of emotional intelligence that I looked at, um, emotional well-being was actually the most important in predicting lower levels of anxiety. I also looked at some other factors um, and looked at their relationship to emotional intelligence. Uh, so, for example, I asked participants to record things like the number of hours they spent um, participating in a hobby each week, as well as the number of hours they spent socialising with friends and families. And I found some interesting findings in regards to these factors and emotional intelligence. Okay, so in terms of spending time with your friends or family or um, doing a hobby that you really enjoy, I I'm thinking that's going to elevate your mood. Is that what you found from your results? Yeah, it was good um, in the end when I, when I got my results, having those factors in there, having those variables in there, because it gave some sort of practicality, if you like, to the results. So I found that the subcomponent of emotional intelligence, which is called sociability, predicted the number of hours participants spent socialising with their family. And in addition, I also found that the number of hours participants spent um, engaging in a hobby was negatively associated with anxiety. So meaning the, the greater um, hobby engagement they had, the lower le the levels of anxiety. Um, and the last thing that I thought was really interesting was that there was a, a positive relationship between overall emotional intelligence and hobby engagement. So the, um, the greater their levels of emotional intelligence, 
the longer or the more they engage in a hobby each week. Right. So basically you're saying that um, for older adults who've got a hobby, then that's a really good thing. It's allowing them to reduce their anxiety levels. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Great. Oh, fantastic. So for older adults that maybe feel a little bit like they are disengaging from activities because they're worried about their memories. In fact, if they start to engage a little bit more, that's hopefully maybe going to reduce the anxiety that they're feeling. Yeah, as well as obviously the benefits of, of staying active and keeping keeping their mind active. So Absolutely. Was there a difference between socialising with friends compared to family members? Yeah, there was. So um, on average, the participants did spend more time socialising with family um, and they might be because of the, the age demographic. With other research, such as um, Erickson's stage theory model, discussed whether this was because those participants higher in emotional intelligence have a sense of fulfilment um, by giving back to family relationships, sort of that investment in, in the next generation. Sort of related to that too was that the number of hours they spent socialising with family, the lower their anxiety. So it goes both ways in that their family is um, social support, so they may have sort of better emotional well-being, but also that the greater their emotional intelligence, the more likely they were engaging in those family relationships and wanting to give back. So it's a very positive set of results, really, that if you are older and you're worried about your memory, then by engaging in hobbies, spending more time with your family members, maybe engaging with younger people, sharing the knowledge you've acquired, then actually that's going to reduce the anxiety that you may have acquired from worrying about your memories. So it sounds a nice thing to be able to do that engagement seems to be helping with anxiety. Absolutely. And I think um, as well, remembering that subjective concerns or worries about memory is very, very common within the older adult population. But often these concerns don't have a basis. Often these concerns don't translate into actual memory performance. Yeah, they might be able to prevent or reduce that anxiety. Thank you so much, Hannah, for sharing this amazing study that you did as part of your honours year. Do you have hopes to try and publish this so that uh, the listeners can maybe access it at a later time point? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. It would be great. Well, I look forward to reading it. And um, thank you so much for joining me today. I wish you all the best with your research. And also great to know that we're really moving forward and trying to help people who are getting older when they are worrying about their memory complaints by looking into what might mediate the effects of that anxiety. Thanks so much, Hannah. Thanks for having me. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So far in this episode, we have discussed changes to memory that occur due to the effects of typical aging. However, sometimes changes to memory can become extreme and create difficulties that can negatively affect well-being and activities of daily living. Sometimes these changes to memory can actually signify a cognitive symptom of Alzheimer's disease, which is a progressive disease that destroys memory and other important mental functions. Alzheimer's disease is the most common cause of dementia in the general population, and it accounts for up to 60 to 80% of all dementia cases. If you would like this information... I have created additional content that accompanies this episode and in it I discuss the symptoms of Alzheimer's disease and ways to assess for it as well as what changes occur to functioning and what happens within the brain. I also talk about ways people can reduce the likelihood of the occurrence of dementia. If you would like access to this along with additional content for other episodes in the podcast series, you can become a patron of Everyday Neuro by visiting patreon.com forward slash everyday neuro. So to recap, the key it seems to reducing stress and anxiety that will then increase levels of well-being and aid cognitive ability is to stay active and have a good level of exercise and sociability. So that's all from me for this episode of the Everyday Neuro podcast series. As always, please look after that amazing brain of yours. And until next time, take care.